do? What it like I do what? Hey, I think it's bad bitches. It's a gift from God. Gift from God. I think you broke clothes. Need to get a job. Now I'm a boss. I run my own name on the checks. Pussy so good. I said my own name during sex. I might smack a bitch cause I feel like. Hello, hello. Hey guys. Welcome back to a not another girl pod. We are here. We are back. What's up, Tiana? How we doing? Good. Back and better. How are you? <laughs> Yo, we were pre-potting and Tiana was like, this is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, she ta- we're, we're, we're talking about something. Okay, we get into a topic. And she's like, yo, 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 stop. You're potting. And I'm like, shit, this is what I do. <laughs> she says, 10 episodes in, don't quit your day job. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. But um, how's your week going? How you been doing? What's up? What's new? It's good. Honestly, like things have been great. So I finally got settled into the new place. Um, I'm absolutely in love with it. The only downside is that I couldn't bring Coco. Downside for me I guess that's a positive for the pod because now you guys don't have to hear her squeaking in the background. But we I'm love really Coco. Sad. We do. We love Coco around her, here. Her and her disruptions. But um, <clears throat> she wasn't able to come in. So this building, they have a limit on how many pets can live here. So they said they're at full capacity for pets. So I'm on a wait list. And as pets move out, Coco can make her way in. So it's been really sad. It's just hard adjusting. Well, you know, you have pets, so. Oh, yeah, you know, no, your, your entire life revolves around them. <laughs> yes, and you're constantly worried about, like, have they eaten? Do they need the restroom? When you're going to sleep at night, you're like, are they good? Are they in bed? And so I still, in the back of my mind, have this bit of anxiety where I'm constantly like, oh, shit, has she eaten? Or when I'm going to sleep at night, she normally... She sleeps in my room. I need to make sure she's in there. And I don't like to sleep with doors open. So I'll think like, okay, is she in the room? Is she under the bed? Is she up here? But she's not living with me. So it's really sad. But aside from that, honestly, I'm so much happier here. Like it's so much secure or so much more secure, I should say. It's uh, so much safer. It's just, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah, no, I know what you mean about pets. I got two big ass dogs and I got my little pity and I have my bird and sometimes I'll be somewhere like just hanging out like I'll go to my sister's house and she lives like 20 minutes away from me I'll go to her house and she'll be like just stay here like just just you know stay over and be like nah dude I my pets like <laughs> I gotta go check out my dogs dude like nah I can't I can't and when I do leave them, I feel bad. Like for New Year's, I left them and there was fireworks going on. And one of my dogs like jumped into the car before I left because my car is in the garage. He just like slipped in there and jumped into the car. And I was just like, oh, my God, I was like super close to telling my sister, like, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go. But I ended up going because my roommates were home. But um, so they were like, we'll watch them and stuff. But. It's just, you know, it's a responsibility. Like, 
uh, like today I tweeted something where I was like, I hate people who just have dogs just to have them outside to feed them if mm -hmm. they remember, mm -hmm. especially in this weather. Cause like my neighbors, they have their dog outside and I can hear him crying at night and it breaks my fucking heart. Do and my like dogs will like lay by the window and just like watch him. Like, <laughs> and then they'll like, look at me like, the fuck you're not gonna do anything like no your dogs are watching the other one out the window like brokey <laughs> but real, my dogs are fucking spoiled man they're fucking spoiled dogs and i have Dude. a bird my bird's a fucking asshole <laughs> i love that motherfucker <laughs> do you ever get scared that the bird is gonna fly outside when you open the door nah that fool won't leave <laughs> really no. He doesn't get curious? No, he just stands on the table that's, like, right in front of the door, and he just, like, or he'll just, like, fly somewhere else and be like, I ain't going out there. <laughs> he knows he's privileged. He is privileged, hella privileged. <laughs> <laughs> he flies around everywhere in this fucking house, but my week has been good. It's been kind of stressful because, like, it's, hella hectic at work so i just been kind of like putting a lot of pressure on myself and i'm just like oh you gotta relax <laughs> like you right. just gotta like take a deep breath stop putting so much pressure on yourself you're doing the best that you can it's just like i don't know like i've i've built my career you know like i i've worked so hard to get to where i'm at so when I want to meet a deadline, I'll put a lot of pressure on myself. But it's just like, I got to take a step back and be like, yo, you're doing the best that you can. Chill out. <laughs> right. Because even if it was someone else in your position, like you guys are still going to be at the same place, if not behind. No, yeah, no, it's true. It's just it's just real hectic. Like I oversee um, three sets of books. So... It just gets real hectic sometimes, but I'm just like, chill out. But other than that, it's been a good week. I've gotten like hella insomnia this week too. So I've been up for like hours too. <laughs> and then I'll go to sleep for like three hours and then just wake up. Like, it just fucking sucks. I feel that. I have those nights too. Like sometimes I will smoke so fucking much because I'm like, I want to pass out for the entire night. And I get exhausted, I'll pass out. Like, that should put me out immediately. But like you said, a few hours later, I'm up and I'm wide awake. And at that point, what the fuck? I did not, this is not what I set myself up for. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, no matter how hard sure. I try, I cannot fall back asleep. So then when I finally do, it's like an hour before the time I actually need to wake up. So when I do wake up, I'm so fucking tired, obviously restless. It's the worst. I feel that. I yeah, face. no, for real. Like, that shit fucking sucks. Like, I'll do the same thing. I'll smoke and smoke, and then I'll finally knock out once my brain stops running. And then I'll just be up, like, three hours later. And, just, mm -hmm. and then by the time I get up, it's like, I gotta, I gotta work and shit, and it's like constantly like i'm just like being hit up on my fucking work phone like all the time like it's like oh my god just give me a break to breathe but anyways have you tried melatonin um yes i have tried melatonin it doesn't work for me what works for At me all? is um no 
Not even the strong shit, or if you take a bunch. <laughs> a bunch. <laughs> well, okay, it recommends one or two, but sometimes we'll take like four. Because uh, <laughs> that's what it takes for me to actually fall asleep. But my issue with it is, it'll finally put me out. And when I do wake up for the first maybe four hours of my day, my brain is so foggy to the point where I can barely function. So it's like, okay, yeah, it helps to put me out. But if you have somewhere to be in the morning, I don't recommend it because you're not. Yeah, see, I can't do that. Potential. Yeah, no, I can't do that. I have reports that I have to send in first thing in the morning. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll try it on a weekend, but like. Nah, I can't Just do to that. regulate your schedule. Maybe, yeah, do it like a Friday, Saturday night and see if that'll put you in a good rhythm. <laughs> Fucking melatonin, melatonin overdose. Oh, I'm surprised <laughs> I have it. <laughs> if it's possible, if it ain't possible, yeah, I'll be the first. Anyway. <laughs> Yo, biggest news. Biggest fucking news. Fucking Navy. Stand Are you here to congratulate me? Up. You're the baby daddy? It's true, guys. The oh rumor's out. Oh my god. I am the father. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Riri's pregnant! Fucking shout out! <laughs> I'm so happy for her! Like, because the thing about Rihanna, you know, she's not gonna do anything she doesn't want to do. Like, if, if she, like, you know that this was, like, strategically planned. This was well thought out. It was perfect timing. It is exactly what she wanted. And so the fact that she's at that point, I fucking love that for her. For sure. I agree. I agree with you. It's just, I've, I've always been a Rihanna fan since I was, like, super young. Since her fucking, like, first album. <laughs> We ride. <laughs> Rihanna said that's her least favorite song of hers, and I fucking loved that song. <laughs> I just fucking love her, and I'm just like so happy for her. That shit. She's just so beautiful. The picture she posted. <laughs> Dude, the pictures that came out, like. It's fucking winner in the fact that she's there with her whole ass bump out. And the the jewels over it, like ugh, beautiful, so beautiful, like so cute, her. and I'm so happy for her. But the fuck? <laughs> Where's her butt? I'm very disappointed. On what? I'm not gonna lie, man. I was an Aubrey stan, ugh, and I still am an Aubrey. Ugh. No, the matching no. shark tattoos. Nah, don't do this. Don't do this. Nah. There was potential. Nah, don't do this. I'm happy the for date her. To the, the date to That's the That's who aquarium. she fucking picked. He's fucking lucky. Fuck that. Congratulations, Rihanna. And Rihanna still has a shark tattoo. I don't care if it's covered underneath. There is that shark. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> We're not doing this. We're not doing this. Nah. I'm sorry, but when he rented out that aquarium for her, <laughs> my heart aches. <laughs> Which leads me to the next topic. 
I don't think you understand. The relationship really did a lot for me. <laughs> oh my god. That was a very emotional time for me. I was on Navy Twitter at the time and we I were wish all you guys can see my face. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about Aubrey. But it's okay. <laughs> if you were if you were on Twitter 2014 to 2016 Navy Twitter, we were very invested in this relationship. And I'm not gonna lie. I still have hope for them. I do. Get the fuck out of here. I still. I can't. Nah. Nah. Get the fuck out of here. That's some bullshit. We're moving. We're moving right along. We're moving right along. There's a way. (laughs) So let's talk about people who have impacted you in your life. You're over here being an Aubrey's fan fan. Fuck that. (laughs) Fuck that shit. No, not fuck that. Did she get matching tattoos with her baby daddy? Anyways, um, so I got a suggestion from one of our listeners. <laughs> Thank you to our listeners. I love our listeners. Not gonna lie, like they loyal as fuck. They They are here. They provide great (laughs) feedback. They They engage with us. We got we got a dope ass little community here. And I love it. Yeah, we do. I love it too. So shout out to the little not another girl pod community. (laughs) You know what? We need to we need to have a name. Kind of like Rihanna has the navy. We need to have a name. If you have any suggestions, hit us up. We're gonna we're gonna think on this. (laughs) We're not gonna use O's O's uh, acronym. Oh my gosh. N A G P the whole ass fucking alphabet basically. National Armory. National Association. Mm-mm, sorry, we're not doing that. That was bad. Oh, O is not the in charge of marketing for CDB network. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's that's Tiana, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> okay, let's get on because if not, I'm just gonna start acting a damn fool. Let's go. You know, Kobe Bryant passed away in January. I don't know the exact date. I'm so sorry, guys, but I know that he passed away in January because he passed away like shortly after my dad passed away. So that was like hella impactful because I grew up in East LA. So I remember when Kobe got drafted. I used to fucking watch all the fucking games. I never missed a fucking game. And even when I had to go to church, I would record those bitches. And watch it when I would get home and I would be like, don't fucking tell me. Don't fucking tell me anything about it. I want to watch the game. So he was like a big part of our lives. Um, but uh this person was telling me that Kobe Bryant impacted them so much that when he passed away, it was very like painful. Like he actually like felt some type of way. So um the suggestion was kind of like, is there anybody out there that is either a celebrity or somebody that's like a A public figure a public figure there you go that's the word i was looking for a a public figure that has impacted you in your life like you you can you look at that person you're like damn like they fucking motivate me like they 
they give me that push to like just kind of achieve what I want to achieve. So what I can say, there's definitely people who I feel a closeness to, um, public figures who it's almost as if I know you or I relate to you or you have done things for me. Um, maybe more so than people who I actually know, people who I am around, people who I speak to. Mm. But it's always been people, uh, it's always been artists, um, and it's through their music, and that's where I feel that. So for me, there's a few people who I can think of off the bat. Uh, J. Cole that guy whenever i see him in concert i cry tears actual tears i know this sounds pathetic but i just his music has done so much for me and i feel like i can relate in so many ways to the point where uh in his music at times he's saying things that i feel but i just don't have the words to say and so it it hits me in a way where i'm i can finally relate to someone you know, sometimes it's it's easy to feel alone in our feelings um, or when we go through certain situations. Sometimes it's even just so deep that it's hard to talk about. Or maybe you don't want to talk about it because you just feel like no one will understand. And so when other people don't understand, it's hard for them to even be empathetic because it's just very like, oh, like... Like, yeah, of course, it's going to be like, I'm sorry, you know, what can I do for you? But sometimes you just want someone to relate. You just want someone to feel what you're feeling, but you, in certain situations, you don't feel like they ever will. So he's definitely said a lot of things in his music um, and expressed feelings that give me that, that closeness. And there was a point in my life where... I was feeling so down, so unrelatable, so to the point where I didn't even want to speak to other people, even if I were to, and maybe someone could relate, I just didn't want to. And I would listen to certain songs uh, that I cannot listen to anymore. I just cannot play those songs because it just brings me back to that place where I'm like, damn, I was going through it. I was fucked up. I know the emotion that went into these songs and I'm sure that he was, you know, in a similar place at that time. And it's just too much. It's too much to bring back. Um, and another person is Kid Cudi. Same thing. Certain things that he says in songs, like it's just, it's a lot. It just brings out so many emotions. And like I said, when I was going through certain things, I would listen to these songs on repeat, literally for, months at a time um to the point where i cannot listen to it anymore because it just brings back too much or it's just almost even cringe worthy because it's just like ugh, like i know what goes into that and i know what kind of space you have to be in to say those things and to feel those things and to express that to where i just can't anymore and so i admire those people so much because to put that out there into the world, that's a lot. As I was saying, when I was in a similar place, it's not even something I was willing to speak about. So to not only write about it, sing about it, and then actually put it out there into the world for millions of people to hear, you know, every time they see you, every time they look at you, 
for them to have that image of you that's a lot it takes a lot of courage and a lot of strength and so i admire them for that and i'm sure that they know just the impact that it's having on people and how much they're helping other people just not feel alone um or just helping them get through certain things so i don't know it's very admirable and it just makes me feel like i said like they're a friend like there's someone i know or like i know them on a, a deeper level that maybe other people who hear these songs may not really understand it so it's easy for them to press skip whereas to me it's like i'm having a conversation with them or maybe even the closest people to me don't know those things or would have never imagined that that's how i'm feeling sorry that was a lot <laughs> <laughs> no, that's fine. I can totally I can totally understand where you're coming from because I I can listen to music and have that attachment to it as well. Um but when I when I look at like um public figures, you know, when they speak through music, that's like a huge art for me. Like that's just kind of like a down like, you know, that that was deep. Like that's impactful, especially with artists that that um actually produce something that's like within themselves like you know like Kit Cudi for example that's that's a really good example because he's really like put um his words into his production and his music and stuff and it's been really deep and relatable just like you can listen to artists that have passed away and you can like listen to their pain and kind of like a warning of them saying like I'm fucking suffering right now. Like, if you listen to some of like Mac Miller's music, like his music says, like, and, and it speaks about his addiction and his, you know, battles with life and shit like that. A lot of these people who are creative and put their work out there and expose, you know, the vulnerability and stuff like that that comes with putting shit out there like that deal with that type of stuff because you're exposed basically you're like being vulnerable to the entire world so that brings like a lot of opinions into your life and you're just kind of like damn this is how <laughs> you know people feel or this is what's going on and shit like that but one of the biggest people that I've, I've been like I guess influenced by or that I admire is Cardi B because she's a fucking hustler. Like she's a fucking hustler. Like she's been a hustler since she's, you know, before she became famous. You know, her being a stripper and shit like that and just trying to provide for her family and doing what she did is just hustling. Like that's what she was doing. And her becoming an artist and becoming like such a big fucking artist in the entire fucking world. Cause who doesn't know who Cardi B is? Um, in such a short amount of time is insane. Mm -hmm. So like that to me just says a lot, like not only because like of who she is or, you know, whatever, um, but she she also like carries her culture. Like she's she she loves her culture and like mm -hmm. she's gonna stand up for her people. And that's something that you carry from a young age. Like that doesn't come with money that doesn't come with fame. Like when you're pr proud of where you come from, you're always gonna carry those people regardless of what it is. You know, like just supporting your people is an important part of you. Um, mm -hmm. So I love that about her, but like 
the reason that I love that about her is because I've pushed in my career nowhere comparable to her, obviously, but like I pushed in my corporate career to become who I am because I, I'm not like, I'm not given the respect that I should be given being given the knowledge that I know and given the experience that I have in my career. Like they look at me and they're just like, oh, you're, you know, a young Hispanic woman who's tatted up and right. just looks like, you know, you don't look like a professional that's supposed to be in that career. Mm-hmm. So like, or just the fact that I'm young right, and know what I know and have the experience that I do. It's just, it, it gets put against me, but I'm a hustler. So I always push to get to where I want to be. So that's why I'm like, you know, that's somebody that I look up to. But like another person was like Robin Williams. That man carried his depression well, like for lack of a better term. Like mm-hmm. he carried his, his depression well. And I can relate to that. Like I've, I, ha- I have had mental health issues and I have them still. Um, like, you know, depression and anxiety, that's like something tough to deal with. So like, I can relate to that. Like he was just like one person out here was like suffering in private to the point that it drove him to commit suicide so like a lot of artists that have like passed away like that like it's just like damn like you know they're suffering in silence and they're just like at a road's end it's just rough but the point to this conversation is that a lot of these people make an impact in people like us because of what their path it's like or what we can consider relatable because they at the end of the day they are people like just you and I you know that just mm-hmm. were able to what's the words that what's the word that I'm looking for their talents that they were able to present their talents to the world I I want to touch on both a little bit because I I do think that there's a lot to say in both aspects uh In terms of Robin Williams, the thing about it is I also, you know, have had my struggles with mental health and I still do, you know, it's not, it's a never ending thing. Like it's always gonna stick around. It's just about learning how to deal with it and learning how to combat it. And I know that it has caused me to have difficulties showing up. So the fact that he was able to push through and show up every time in front of millions of people that's what is so fucking impressive to me you know sometimes I've been so low I can't even show up for school for work but to show up in such a big way in front of so many people like that's commendable and going back to the Cardi B thing like I think there's so much to say about her as well like she she's a whole brand now and coming from where she comes from and just the way that she was looked at on social media on love and hip-hop like she was you know people they call her ghetto they call her ratchet like her brand is so big now she works with some of the biggest brands fashion designers people who you would have never imagined would work with her just because she has been labeled you know like i said as ratchet ghetto those terms like she's she's pushed through all that she never lost touch with who she really is or so it seems from what it looks like from the outside looking in like she's still herself she still has the same core values uh i remember listening to an interview way back when and her saying that like one of her 
main goals was just to to have kids and have a family and you know she didn't let the fame and the success get in the way of that because they say you know you get pregnant it's gonna ruin your career like that was what she wanted she wanted to be a mom and you can tell she takes pride in that and she's still herself at the end of the day no matter how much money she has and I know a lot of people look up to celebrities and public figures because of how much money they have and the material things that they have but like you said at the end of the day they are just people like us and their personality their morals their characteristics uh, can inspire so many people I don't know if I can't remember who was in an interview where Jay-Z was talking about how people ask him or people tell him you have all this money like why don't you do more with your money he talks about how him just being who he is uh, and coming from where he comes from can do so much more for people than the money alone can and he, he made a great point you know a lot of people won't really see where he's coming from but he's right he said my presence is charity like just him being who he is inspires people coming from where he comes from inspires people uh his knowledge the the things that he says will stick to people and help them accomplish so much more or sometimes even have more money than what he can sure like i and so it's, it's important it's I know, you know, sometimes it's looked at away like, oh, you're looking up to these people. They don't care about you. They don't whatever. But no, it's it says a lot about who they are as a person when they're willing to have this impact on people um, through words and through emotions and just how they express themselves. Uh, it It's way deeper than tangible things and material items. For sure, I totally agree with that, especially with um, Cardi B being a stripper. Like, I don't judge anybody's hustle unless you're like being vindictive or doing it with bad intent for for lack of like a better, you know, way to put it. Like, it's just like I don't judge anybody's hustle because they're the only ones who know what they're going through and what they have to provide for. Um, so like, you know, just people like dragging Cardi B's name through the mud just because of where she came from or what she did before is just like, it's just stupid. And it's just like, it's for me, it's just like a hate factor, you know? So like for me, she's just a, a real re representation of a real fucking woman of color hustling and just going through it to be able to become what she always dreamed that she was you know like she she was just full of that potential that she was just like i'm gonna bust through every fucking wall regardless of what it fucking takes and now mm -hmm. like you said she's a brand you know and like what you said about robin williams you know like his mental health was like through the mud you know to want to commit suicide like it's just that shit is rough and to be able to show up like that like that that just says a lot about character it really bothers me when people talk about suicide being a selfish thing because i don't think that that's the right way to put it you know what i'm saying like people really go through the mud to be to be willing to take their own life like you're just battling yourself at that point you're just like trying to come out of pain at that point but to, I, 
We're not to say that it's selfish, that statement is selfish. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? That statement alone is selfish because you're saying, what about the people around you? And what about, you know, this person and this person? That's selfish. Um, to say that what they can do for you is more important than their daily battles, you know. But a lot of that is uh, religious as well, you know, when they well, say yeah, that. Religion has a fucking chokehold on everything. Exactly. So a lot of that, when people say that it's selfish, it, it it's like sinful as well. It's right. religion, you know, so... It just depends on how the person carries their spirituality as well. Like there could You're be right. people that, you know, totally believe in, you know, Jesus Christ and the Old Testament and shit like that. And committing suicide is like, you know, the ultimate sin and shit, you know. Um, and then there could be people like us that understand that shit. Or there can be people that, you know, are just living to commit suicide for what they believe in you know like it's just it's just there's so many extremities to that that you know it just depends i think that people should educate themselves into what a chemical imbalance is in your brain um people should educate themselves into what social media does to you as a whole um and just like everything that's going on around us, like, you know, like you have to have some type of knowledge in that you can't just be completely ignorant or want to avoid it just because it makes you feel better. Like it's still there, you know, it's still something. So, um, but let's get on to a lighter note. <laughs> <laughs> my little shimmy, you laughing at no, my wait, shimmy? <laughs> the way you just laugh it off like okay <laughs> door closed okay let's go though um, i'm ready let's go you ready you ready you ready okay so i just bought some like super cute workout clothes because mm-hmm. like you know i'm like committed to be hitting the gym like i used to um so I just bought some like really cute workout clothes. I tried it on. I was like looking at myself in the mirror and I was like, oh yeah, it looks good. And then I was, and then I was like thinking about going to the gym, right? Like running and shit like that. And I'm just like, damn, I look really cute in this clothes. I'm probably going to get like perverts all around me. And it's not to be conceited or anything like that, or it's not to be like, oh, I'm the shit or any type of deal. But like, it's real uncomfortable when you're like trying to get your workout in. And like, at this point, honestly, I don't care because I've been going to the gym for so long that I'm used to it already that I just kind of like mute it. Like I put my headphones on. I don't care. I don't listen to anyone. Like if somebody approaches me, I'm just like, I'm good. (laughs) you know like it's just like I'm not trying to acknowledge any of that but I've I've like been running in occasions and I look back and there's just like people staring at me or I'll be like lifting weights and then somebody's staring at me or like I'm often asked if I need help and it's just like I'm good (laughs) 
you, even if you, you know, put on your blinders, you block it out. There is still something to say about people, specifically uh, men, who feel the need to um, give their opinion uh, to ask, "Do you need help with that?" or "Do you know how to use that machine?" As you're barely even starting to approach it or who try to correct your posture or tell you maybe try this instead like would you do that to another man would you want to go up to him and be like hey let me help you with your posture and put your hands on his waist and like no you probably wouldn't majority of you wouldn't so why do you feel that it's okay to do that to me wait somebody's put their hands around your waist on my back Oh, hell nah. Yeah. No, fuck that. Don't be fucking trying to touch me. I'm a... No. Like, let me help you with your posture. No. Mm-mm. No, motherfucker. You're just getting handsies. <laughs> right. Like, and why do they you. feel that it's okay in the gym? I mean, yeah, obviously there are men who will do that outside of the gym, but they think that the gym is the place. Like, oh, here... I... I don't know. They feel like they have this authority or this power um, to be able to insert their their fucking opinion. I don't know what it is about men in the gym. I don't. I don't know what it is either. But like, I don't. I. I really don't like. I. I don't appreciate it when I'm approached at the gym. Like, I'm just there to get my sweat on. I, my, I I look like shit. <laughs> I'm sweating from everywhere. Like, I'm not trying to be cute or look at anyone. Like, I'm just trying to fucking get my ass looking nice, my legs looking nice, my body just looking nice. Like, I should be able to work out without worrying about if what I'm wearing is too provocative because I'm, like, working out. You know what I'm saying? Like... I shouldn't have to be going to the gym with something that's, like, not considered provocative. Um, but, like, in, in, in even then, like, I, I get the wanting to be helpful when I'm lifting something heavy. But, like, bro, I'm working out. Like, I know what I'm, I'm picking up. Like, if that's I... That's the if point. I, if I can handle it, it. If I can't handle it then I probably won't do it. You know, like, and I don't want to be rude to, like, you know, disregard, like, you know, people meeting each other in the gym, but just, like, be respectful, man. Like, don't be fucking staring at me while I'm running. Don't be fucking, like... And you Serena. know when it's the right time to approach someone. Like and don't and don't be fucking touching me. Don't approach me and touch me. Like don't fucking do that. No. You have no fucking right to fucking touch me at all. No. Fuck no. <laughs> okay. Fuck no. Yes, I agree. But what I was saying is like you like you said, okay, some people do meet at the gym, whatever, like But if you've been staring at me for a week and I have not, you know looked back once if i just kind of glance and kind of turn my head i don't have interest like come on man Read obviously i'm gonna cues. give you I'm, I'm gonna give you a little look back if i'm interested <laughs> you know if i'll be doing that mm-mm. no 
and like you were saying when you're there you're there for a reason you're there to work out like it's tunnel vision you're focused you should be there doing and by you i mean all you people out there who are there to like hit on someone or just feel the need to i don't fucking know watch other people and think about what they may be doing wrong and how you can help them like no i don't need your expertise right now i don't need your opinion you should be there doing the same thing you should be focused on your shit you go there fulfill your purpose there and then you head out approach politely i guess is is that don't, right? don't approach at all unless <laughs> like you said unless they're giving that cue like if you're if you both kind of catch each other staring smiling smiling <laughs> that giving that side eye <laughs> Like that. You know Ooh, when I... it is and is not okay. You know when someone is and is not into you. Yeah, like, nah. Because then also, why would I even want you? Because then I feel like you're just coming up to every woman in the gym doing this. True. True. I don't want you at that point. No. True. All right. All right. All right. All right. So, men, gym etiquette. <laughs> Read the room. Know your place. Damn, I feel like the Sucio boys are going to come at us hard for this one. <laughs> oh, fuck them. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> Let's go. We can go. We can go back and forth. You want to reply to us? We can reply on the next episode. Let's go. Oh, <laughs> oh. everybody. That's Tiana. 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 <laughs> and I stand by that. <laughs> I'm kidding, not the fuck you bar. It's <laughs> <laughs> hilarious. It's all in good fun. It's all in good fun. Love you guys. All right, we're going to go into what has Bunny been watching? <laughs> what has Bunny been watching? Yo, I watched this documentary on Ellen and Smorset. I know that. On what? Cordelia doesn't know what Alanis Morset is, but. <laughs> No, what is that? Expound. Jagged little pill. <laughs> she is a woman, I guess, modern rock um, artist. Um, she, I, I grew up uh, listening to her because of uh, my best friend's sister. May she rest in peace. Um, she, like, would fucking blast her album all the time. That's called Jagged Little Pill. Um, but she's a dope-ass artist. And she was uh, signed to the label, the same label that Madonna was signed to. And um, I mean, this documentary is on HBO Max and it just talks about her journey about becoming, you know, the artist that she is now. Um, Excuse me. Um, The artist that she is now. And that Jagged Little Pill album was her biggest selling album because she has like so many dope songs on that album but she also has a play on that album um like I said she was signed to the same label that Madonna was signed to uh Madonna was like uh so there's a story in the documentary where Madonna's like I wish you know I would have gone through that too so it's just it's just like a dope little film but it also portrays like um what women go through in the industry like she you know 
was expected to be a pop star and just like do whatever they told her to do and she was just like nah i'm gonna stay true to what i want to produce so um you know it just it just kind of gives like a perspective of what um people go through in the industry so yeah it's a good documentary because um oh yeah i wanted to mention about how she got like um basically like sexually abused you know like and she was just so young in the industry that she just didn't know how to define what the fuck was going on but like when she got older she was just like oh shit like i was just basically pushed into like just doing shit so it's a really good film um jagged little pill album I definitely recommend it. It's a good fucking album, but that's what's funny. It's been watching. And I've also been watching some other shit, but I'm waiting on Tiana to fucking watch. <laughs> Can I tell you what I've been watching? Oh my God. Yes. That's <laughs> what we were going to do. Yes. Yes. Tell me what you've been watching, please. <laughs> okay. So I love me some real trash reality tv okay 90 day fiance specifically the before the 90 days series uh it's so addicting it's so fucking entertaining it's everything that i need in my life it brings me all the joy every week i look forward to these episodes and have you so you've seen 90 day fiance before right yes i have i <laughs> But you have not seen this the current season? No, I have not. Okay, so it's their first season where they bring on a little person. And <laughs> this bitch is back here losing her mind. It's because I want a little person as my friend. Oh, I thought you were going to say as your partner. Well, if you watch the show, you'll see a lot of struggles nah, come with that. my friend. <laughs> okay. Not partner. That was rude. <laughs> I'm sorry. If you have any little people out there, we support you on your love journey. (laughs) Okay, anyway. So, a little person from Russia meets an American online. They actually met 13 years ago online, and they just met in person recently for the first time. And, of course, there's a lot of drama. Uh, her best friend is this sassy gay and he just causes so much drama and he's living for it. He's like, mm-hmm, I'm that bitch. <laughs> it's Word. mad entertaining. Um, we also have on this season a couple where this American woman, lovely woman, beautiful girl, goes to, I forgot exactly, but somewhere in the Middle East, And she is speaking to the guy's sister and finds out that his he lied about his age. So she confronts him in front of his mom and his sister. And right in front of his mom and his sister, he tries to lie about his age again. (laughs) His mom and his sister, they start laughing and they're looking at each other like, yo, is this guy serious? Uh Uh-uh. So, Yo, you know what's funny about that is that they were like, fuck no, we ain't we ain't gonna back him up on this one. <laughs> mm-hmm. Also, how old was he though? Like how much how much younger so I was wanna he? say he was 25. I believe he told the girl he was 27. 
And when she confronted him in front of his mom and sister, he says, oh no, I'm 26. And his mom and his sister are still like, uh-uh. <laughs> oh my God, not even by a year? Damn. Yes. She also confronts him about the first time that they had sex. She's like, uh, do you come this fast every time? Because if so, that's going to be a problem. <laughs> There's a lot Oh my God. <laughs> Um, we have another couple, uh, or quote unquote couple, because he refers quote to her unquote. as his potential girlfriend, and she claims the, the title. I nine or like, what? She's like, mm, he said I'm his potential, and I'm like, bitch, who will be proud of that title? Because I ain't. Wow. Potential There's, girlfriend oh, is ancient. All the tea. All the tea. I love it. All right. So, everyone, tune in to Before the 90 Days, specifically. Oh, Before the 90 Days. Uh, This this series has all the tea. It sounds like it. Like, there's just so much drama going on. Oh, yeah. And every episode is over an hour long. So, it's just everything. All right. It's perfect for the snow. All of you. Up in the East Coast, we have a lot of East Coast listeners. I feel like because of we the do. network that and we are. No, there. Yes, but there isn't only snow over there. Okay, we got snow yesterday. Oh yeah, obviously you did. not as Dude. much as y'all get, but it was a lot for us. Okay, and I was living for it. What's up? <laughs> do y'all get snow usually, or like? Mm-hmm. Oh, we get okay. snow every year. Not a lot. Not like. I mean, it's a lot for us. It doesn't happen often. So, you know, it's a lot more than we're used to. So it is considered a lot. And I mean, we have a lot of like, uh, fuck, what's it called? Uh, ski resorts. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Like there's snowboarding shit like that over here. So yeah, we, we have enough snow for that. But compared to the East Coast, obviously they would think this ain't shit probably. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us tonight. It's been fun. We kind of went like all over the place today. I feel we like we did. This has been a roller coaster, but it was yeah, fun. it's been a roller coaster. It's just you know, it's how we do. Get used another to day it. in the life. No, another girl. Um. So y'all have a good rest of the week. Thanks for rocking with us guys this has been bunny aka buns aka buns and guns aka ish bunny <laughs> and you can follow me on twitter and instagram on b bunny root b bunny root that's with double o and you can follow not another girl pod on twitter not another gp as a girl pod and you can follow us on instagram not another girl pod and tiana go ahead and give them your socials like she said thank you guys so much for listening we appreciate you uh it's your girl tiana aka cordy and you can find me on instagram and twitter tiana alicia t-h-i-a-n-a-a-l-i-c-i-a and we're out of here guys Uh, say she is the truth Say she is so real And I love the way That she make me feel 
when it's time to show affection again Not another girl pop in her eyes like your mind It's no lie Come on I take you where you need to go tell you what I